What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. What is going on, New Vision family, and maybe those who are new to the New Vision family? My name is Nick Person. I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New Vision. And as always, I am so thankful that you have tuned in to read God's word with our New Vision family. And if this is your first time, we are glad that you are here. We hope that you will come back. We also hope that you'll come join us in person. We have services on Thursday at 615 and Sunday at 820, 940, and 11. And as always, we would love for you to join us online. And if this is your first time with us, let me kind of give you an overview of how this is going to go down. I'm going to read the passage in its entirety. I'm going to give some thoughts and then I'm going to give some takeaways and some next steps that we can take after reading God's word. But again, thank you so much for being with us. I'm going to be reading out of the NASB version. It's going to be Mark chapter 7, beginning in verse number 24, and I'm going to be going through verse number 37. Um, Just kind of a little bit of a recap. We have just learned that really it's what comes out of man that defiles him. It's not really the outward things that defile him. And Jesus was speaking to that. Um, And so here we are, verse number 24. Again, I'm going to read it in its entirety, and then I'll give a couple of thoughts. It says this, verse 24. Jesus got up and went away from there to the region of Tyre. And when he had entered a house, he wanted no one to know of it, yet he could not escape notice. But after hearing of him, a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately came and fell at his feet. Now, the woman was a Gentile of the Sophitian race, and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And he was saying to her, let the children be satisfied first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered and said to him, yes, Lord, but even the dogs under the table feed on the children's crumbs. And he said to her, because of this answer, go, the demon has gone out of your daughter. And going back to her home, she found the child lying on the bed, the demon, the demon having left. Again, he went out from the region of Tyre and came through Sidia to the Sea of Galilee within the region of Decapolis. They brought to him one who was deaf and spoke with difficulty, and they implored him to lay his hands on him. Jesus took him aside from the crowd by himself and put his finger into his ears, and after spitting, he touched his tongue with the saliva. And looking up to heaven with a deep sigh, he said to them, Epitha, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was removed, and he began speaking plainly. And he gave them orders not to tell anyone. But the more he ordered them, the more widely they continued to proclaim it. They were utterly astonished, saying, He has done all things well. He makes even the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. Wow, this passage is packed full of just Jesus doing only what Jesus can do. And we see that Jesus is traveling all around uh, this vicinity. He is blessing people. He is healing people. He is talking to people. He is speaking in the synagogues. And he is going all around doing these things. And he is trying to keep a low profile. But here's a very difficult thing. It is hard to keep a low profile if you're continuing to heal people. If you're continuing to give a physical expression of something that's happening spiritually. 
And that's exactly what Jesus is doing. And so he's trying to keep his fame under wraps, per se, but he is not able to do so because if you change people's lives, they have a way of telling others about the life change. At least they should, which makes sense. Like if you were healed and you were changed, you probably wouldn't hesitate to tell others of how they could be healed and changed. And we'll come back to that. But we see that Jesus heals this Sufficient's, um woman's daughter, and they have this interesting dialogue. And Jesus loves the way that this lady keeps dialoguing with him. He tries to go, hey, I'm not going to heal her right now. But this woman's like, hey, I need you to heal her right now. She is persistent in her want. And here's something, here's a takeaway for me is I need to be someone who prays without ceasing, not just to get what I want because prayer, I think I heard Pastor Bray say this, prayer changes you. And so prayer is really has this twofold thing. It not only, you know, has the capacity to change someone else's situation, but it will change you as you navigate through it. And then verse number 31, he, again, he went out from the region of Tyre and came through the city and the Sea of Galilee with the region of Decapolis. They brought him, one who was deaf, and spoke with difficulty, and they implored him to lay his hands on him. Jesus took him aside from the crowd by himself and put his fingers into his ears, and after spitting, he touched his tongue with the saliva. And looking up to the heaven with a deep sigh, he said to him, Epitaph. That is be open. Can we just be honest right here? Uh, let's just be real. I know for those who may have been walking with Jesus for a long time, you may have read this passage before. And you're like, look at what my king has done. And I'll feel you on that. But if I'm really, really honest with you, when I first read that, I'm like, oh, Jesus, that is a little nasty. Your, your methods and your means are not what I'm used to. But that is still true today. His method and his means are not what I'm used to, but man, they work. Man, he changes situations and he changes identities and he changes the atmosphere by any way that he chooses fit to do so. And so here he is, is about to heal this deaf person and this person that has a speech impediment. And he does it in a really awkward way. He puts his fingers in their ears and he puts saliva on their tongue. And then he says, be open. And that's exactly what happened. Every time I come to a story where I'm reading about a speech impediment or someone going, hey, I cannot be used because of my tongue, it always stands out to me. And the reason it always stands out to me is because I am somebody who struggled with this for a long time from really I, as early as I can remember in grade school until I was a junior in high school, I had to go to speech therapy class. I had to go see a speech pathologist because I had a lisp. I couldn't see my blends correctly. And so, but I knew that the Lord had called me to ministry and I kept often telling him why I couldn't be used by him because of my speech impediment. And through the means in which the Lord provided speech pathology and practice and really the Lord opening my tongue and opening my mouth so that he could use me as his mouthpiece is why I am here today. And so to read this story, there's a part of me that kind of leaps from the pages and the story is leaps from the pages because I'm like, oh, he has done that to me as well. Not in the same way. His fingers weren't in my ears and his saliva wasn't on my tongue. But he has done the same thing just by another means. And so sometimes for us, 
we don't need to get distracted by the means because the, the means don't change the miraculous, right? I mean, just because someone has healing through medicine, it's no less miracle. Just because someone has a breakthrough in other means or methods doesn't mean that God's hand is not involved. We just have to look through the right lens. And so here we are, Jesus does this healing and the people were amazed and astonished. And he gave this guy orders to not go and tell anybody but he continued to proclaim it. And here's a challenge for me, and here's a challenge for you as well. Are you proclaiming what the king has done in your life? Are you letting people know about how the king kind of showed up in the midst of your mess and changed you and made you new and offered you a seat at his table so that they could go and do likewise? Today, I wanna to encourage you to pray for an opportunity to share the goodness, to share this gospel of how how you were before you met Jesus, how you met Jesus, and now talk about the impact he is having on your life and has had on your life. And I'm telling you, this gospel that you share will not return void. And I wonder today if you're willing to trust the king and to share your story and allow him to use it in a way that can bring healing in someone's life, not just physically, but the most important healing, spiritually. And so I hope today that you walk well. I hope today that you fix your eyes on the king. And I hope today that you remember that just because it's not the way that you thought it would go doesn't mean it's any less miraculous. And also you have a story worth sharing. Know that the king goes before you, that the king is with you and the king has your back. And not only that, but your new vision family loves you and we're for you. May you leverage your story for the glory of the king today. And may he do something miraculous in your midst. Love you, for you, talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.